this is Michael, and you are listening to the Passionately Curious by Michael Chin podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about how to start the podcast in 2020. What's more, I invite my friend Meg Wang to share her thoughts regarding today's topic. Meg is a senior marketing student at the UBC Sorters Golf Business in Vancouver. She's also the creator and host of the I'm in My 20s podcast. Furthermore, she is the founder of the marketing agency Brandency, as well as an e-commerce entrepreneur. Without further ado, let's get started. Today, I'm chatting with my friend May Kwang.、Um, so, May, can you、uh, introduce yourself? Like, who are you? Like, what have you been up to? Sure. Thanks, Michael, for having me on your podcast. I'm really honored.、Um, so, we connected because we're both podcasters. Really happy that you reached out to me. And I have my own podcast. It's called the I'm in My Twenties podcast. And I started this back in March、uh, when the virus kind of hit and everyone had to stay at home and be quarantined. So I decided to start my passion project. And a little bit about me: I'm a、uh, and I'm about to graduate university, and I'm from Vancouver, BC,、uh, Canada. And yeah, I'm just really happy to be here and share some of my. Stories and my insights. Wow, nice. Um, May, can you tell us more about your podcast? Yeah, for sure. So, well, I mean, when I turned twenty-two back in February,、uh, earlier this year in February, I kind of realized that being in our twenties is a very scary and also exciting experience. And I think that having a lot of conversations about this experience with my friends has made me realize that it's a time where there's a lot of uncertainty, and we need to. Kind of figure things out together, and I felt like having podcasts and sharing conversations about this experience of being in our twenties is a great way to help people find more direction and find some certainty and also some inspiration about how to navigate their twenties. So it's all dedicated to this experience, which I think is one of the the most transformational decades in our lives. And I just want to inspire people to make the best of their twenties because you know this is a valuable time. So. What's special about it? I guess it's just yeah, it's just dedicated to this time, and I bring on a lot of my friends just to chat, can experiences, and I also chat with some very inspiring people who've already made the best of their twenties or are just at the beginnings of their journeys. And so far, it's been a really great、um, experience, and a lot of my friends listen to my podcast, so I'm very very happy with the way that it's going so far. Meg, I know that、uh, your recent like. Your latest podcast is about like an art, like an artist or an actor. Like he dropped、mm. out from a、uh, college. Actually, I think that's、yeah. one pretty interesting podcast. Um.、Mm-hmm. So aside from that, I wonder like what actually inspired you to become an entrepreneur slash podcaster? Because like aside from podcasts, I know that you are. Like you have your own business, like e-commerce or like marketing agency, right? Yeah,、mm-hmm. that's right. So a lot of this, these decisions actually came out this year when I had more time to self-reflect. But、uh, just to give our listeners like a background, I am a business student, so I study at the UBC Sauter School of Business, and I originally、uh, thought I was going to pursue a career in accounting, and then later realized that. I'm more passionate about creative things and actually creating things from from scratch,、uh, using my creativity, inspiring people, starting new projects, and seeing the impact it can have on other people. And so, this passion, I think, was what made me actually switch into marketing. 
So I switched from accounting into marketing and instantly I felt a lot more happy with where I was <laughs> because I could actually use my creativity. I could use my strengths and I was actually enjoying my work instead of dreading my work of going to accounting. And so that was a huge pivot in my career journey in university. And I think that was uh, roughly one and a half years ago now when I switched into marketing. And so I switched to marketing and then I had a marketing internship. I'm still doing it right now. Uh, started in January working in a tech company and it's great. Um, however, this is my second corporate internship. So what I realized is that I'm not really cut out for corporate because I'm someone who's very like spontaneous and I don't really like the structure. I don't really like kind of being told what to do. I don't like climbing the corporate ladder. I'm more passionate about starting my own thing and kind of seeing where that goes. And my podcast really made me realize that I am capable of starting my own thing. And so a few months ago, I looked into entrepreneurship and thought about what I could do in entre entrepreneurship that might actually become a career for me, but I don't have to work for somebody else so that I could actually work for myself and just be my own boss. And so I was looking at my strengths and obviously I'm a marketing student. So I was like, hey, I can definitely do marketing work for people because I do a lot of mentorship and I already help a lot of people out with marketing. And so I was like, hey, I, I can just monetize this and turn this into an ad hoc kind of marketing and creative agency. And so that's what I did. So I created Brandency, which is my marketing agency. And I've been offering like website design, um, creation services, as well as social media consulting and um, mostly marketing and strategy consulting through my agency, which has been really, really fulfilling and challenging as well. And so that's one thing. And another thing is I'm building my own e-commerce business which is more so kind of my path to trying to achieve financial freedom because it's harder to scale a marketing agency because you're still kind of trading your time for money. But with e-commerce, it's easier to build passive income because when you're selling a product and you're able to market it well, you can essentially make money while you sleep. And so my business hasn't launched yet because it's still like logistically, it's still in the process of processing at the Amazon warehouse. So it's Amazon FBA but it'll be launching in within a month and I'm really excited to see where it takes me. And I just know that after I graduate next May that I'll be doing something in the entrepreneurial space. Maybe I'll work for somebody for something, but I definitely will not be going back to the corporate job anymore. And so, yeah, that's a bit about <laughs> what I'm doing. Wow, that's um, interesting. I mean, like as an accounting student myself, I I also like to have something creative like happen in my life. Like, yeah. like what you did, it's so amazing. Like you build your own uh, e-commerce business and you do your thing. And um, like, I wonder like what's actually motivate you to do these kind of things. Like, especially what motivates you to like take the first step to become a podcaster? That's a great question. I think the motivation really comes from within. Um, all throughout my life, I've always loved creative expression in some form. I've always been rather artistic as a person. Um, I like drawing. I like design. I love writing. Uh, I love photography. So I always love creating things. And the best thing adding on to that is to create meaningful things. And so podcasting was kind of a perfect combination of everything so that I could um, not only could I have great conversations with people where we would we could create some great insights to share, but I could also exercise my creativity by creating graphics, naming episodes, releasing it, doing marketing for it. And so it was just 
it's just a really, really fulfilling hobby for me right now. And so the motivation is hard to find. It's kind of just within because I just love the process of everything. And I think is seeing the impact that it can make on people because I've had like countless messages from people, whether it's like friends or people that I don't, I haven't even met yet who've listened to my podcast and told me about something that they learned or something that they found funny or that it just made them feel happier in some way. And that is definitely the biggest reason why I'm still doing this. It's just the motivation of being able to help people in some way and make people happy, <laughs> basically. Wow. Uh, for me, I think like uh, the main reason to like make podcasts is like I want to create a community that shares the same interests as well as like discuss with different people about different topics and learn from them. I think this is the main reason. And also about like I like creative things. So podcast mm-hmm. is kind of like a place for me to express my creativity yeah uh so this is my reason um but like as a beginner myself like I really like want to know like what it's like to be a a professional podcaster like you like is it fun or busy because like for me myself like as a beginner I don't actually know how to uh uh, decorate my podcast like uh, create like marketing thing like you do like uh, what is it like to be a professional podcaster <laughs> yeah well yeah I can see that your podcast is just in its beginnings and I'm so happy that you're starting this and I can tell you're so passionate about it and I, I, don't, I definitely don't think I'm a professional either uh, <laughs> because I kind of just started as well and I'm only like halfway through season two so recently released episode 18 But I think the best thing is just getting started. So, you know, you've already taken the first step and that's already the hardest step because I think a lot of people who want to create things, they're too worried about trying to make it perfect that they don't even start until they feel like they're completely ready. And I think that's not a good thing because if you're not starting, you're just thinking about starting, but you're not doing it because you're scared of it not being perfect. You're still behind the people who are already starting, even if it starts off imperfect, right? And I say this from experience, right? Because like when I first started, it was so far from perfect. I mean, right now, when you look at my podcast, it's hard to tell. But in the beginning, I didn't know how to record it properly. I was stuttering. I kept re-recording my episodes. And also my episode art wasn't that flattering. (laughs) So I actually changed my episode art um, once, uh, actually twice now. So I think this is my final iteration on my art because I'm very picky. But in the beginning, it was very imperfect. And I also didn't know how to name my episodes that they were engaging. So I had to change that as well. And I also didn't know how to make a catchy intro at first either. So now I've realized that and I've just changed it and just added it in over time. And so what I'm trying to say is that it's a learning experience. And the only way that you learn and get better is by actually doing it and trying it out and then reflecting and realizing what you can make better. And so this has been the biggest learning for experience for me by far. And I think one thing that's al- always really helpful is to try to figure out where you could st- like streamline. Like, if you're spending too much time on one thing, like is there a way you can make it easier? So I've kind of streamlined my design a bit by like chunking it into specific blocks of time where I feel creative and I'll pass in the background and then I'll just like do the design work and it will be like a very relaxing activity. So it doesn't feel like work. And then for editing, I'll just, I won't listen to the full thing. I'll just like, 
adjust the volume and then after that I'll listen to it and cut out anything that's unnecessary so it just learned to like work more efficiently I guess with pumping out new episodes and also this yeah this is getting pretty specific but as for like posting on Instagram and stuff it's like I would create a schedule and that way I'm minimizing the amount of decisions I have to make so right now I post three times a week for season two a new episode every Tuesday and then two more posts for the same episode on Thursday and then on Saturday. And I always pre-make these posts a few days in advance, scrambling. And so everything's kind of having those systems in place and pre-planning everything really does save a lot of time and stress and headaches. But as for like trying to make it perfect, I don't think there's ever a time where it will become fully perfect. But like as you go on, it'll definitely become better and better. So it's like really amazing that you've already started your podcast despite you know, being worried that maybe it might not be perfect yet, but taking the first step is the most important step. Yeah, true. Uh, I know that, like, uh, actually, uh, I'm, I am I have listened to podcasts, and I found that, like, sometimes, like, you have, like, a, some really pretty design. Like, uh, as a, as a pro- professional podcaster yourself, like, do you find, like, because I know that it, it's, actually takes time a lot of time to actually make this design right yeah. so do you find it's like they're busy and how do you actually allocate time to do these kind of things mm. consider that you have a lot of things happen in your life yeah well luckily I did most of this stuff like while like in the summertime I wasn't in school but I was like working full-time I was doing my Amazon business could always make time for this just because it's so much fun in my opinion I just enjoy the process of doing my podcast I actually find it to be more relaxing rather than stressful especially for design because I really love design and so when I do design it's kind of like a leisure activity so that's why it's really easy for me to squeeze that into my calendar wow so do you use like uh, any uh, apps to actually help your design like help to assist your design and actually make your design better Mm, yeah so I use Canva um just like I think it's like canva.com and it makes design super super easy it's way easier than like Photoshop way easier than InDesign it's very intuitive it's mostly drag and drop so you just play with font play with cover colors shapes see what looks good and yeah I usually just throw something together there well, I, I use Canva as well, but like, uh, I don't think uh, I actually know how to do pretty design. So <laughs> I'm just curious, like, what is like to, as a, as a professional podcaster, what is like to uh, actually utilize the apps better? Like, um, what, any other tricks for us, beginner? Right. Um, in terms of like learning design, it's something that I think it takes practice to develop over time. Um. Perhaps it's because I have a background in in design because I did like yearbook design. I think that was like four years ago. And I've always done a bit of like design here and there for like marketing and building websites. And so I kind of just like trained my eye for it. But if you're a beginner, then I would say just keep practicing, just keep doing it. And definitely don't be afraid to ask for feedback, like ask your friends for feedback, especially people who have backgrounds in design. And there's some very, very important concepts that actually make a design look good. So one example is, I think it's like, uh, I might butcher this, but I think it's like a rule of thirds where it's like, if you put something on one of the pillars, that's like 
one third of the way across the actual actual canvas is actually more aesthetically appealing or eye-catching. And you can also use like different color palettes. You can go online and go to like certain websites. They actually create color palettes for you and you can keep generating palettes and they just work really well together. And just like, don't be afraid to like experiment with different fonts and shapes and colors and try different styles and just play around and see what looks good. Because for me, when I create my designs, I don't go in with like a pre, pre-made vision. I actually go in with a blank canvas, not knowing how it'll turn out, but I just like start dragging things. I start playing with fonts and colors. And then I just keep moving things around until it looks good to me. And so it's like a process of experimentation. So do you need to actually, um, so you mentioned about like you, you have taken like some classes. So as like a normal people ourselves, do you think like uh, it's as possible for us to actually make great design like uh, how actually how to make great design like by from scratch actually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I haven't actually taken uh, classes specifically for design. So my design experience came from like volunteer experience. So yeah, definitely just like try to practice a lot. And I think the skill always comes from practice. Wow. Seems like, seems easy, but like I, I know that it is not that easy. <laughs> um, so yeah. So aside from that, uh, another thing I am curious about is like, what is the most challenging or enjoyable thing when making a podcast? Yeah. Like, can you tell us some story behind, like, what you did? Yeah, for sure. So most challenging, let me think. Um, There's definitely a lot of challenges that came along the way of getting here. Um, I'll try to reflect a little bit. (laughs) I think one of the most challenging things about being a podcaster, actually, is knowing how to steer the conversation and kind of try to get as much value out of your guest as possible and try to, you know, basically your guest is like the spotlight of the episode, right? And so it's learning how to be a good conversationalist, asking the quite right questions and kind of reading the conversation to know what to dive into, to kind of leave and just steer the conversation. I think that's like a skill that can't necessarily be taught, but again, also comes with practice, just like design. And this is something that I was thinking about lately because I've been listening to my latest like couple of episodes and I noticed a lot of parts where I'm like, oh, maybe I should have asked a different question or maybe I should have asked them more about this because as a listener, I would want to know more about this. So it's like a process of like reflecting on the episodes you've already done and then trying to take that feedback and implement it for your future episodes. So I'm learning a lot just by listening to my old episodes and learning about where I can improve as an interviewer, I guess. That's one of the challenges. And I think another big challenge that comes with podcasting or any sort of creative pursuit that you do, whether you're starting your own business or you want to post videos on YouTube or you're a songwriter or any kind of content creation or anything where you're basically have an audience, right? I think the biggest challenge is trying to stay consistent. Because I think consistency is something that your audience kind of almost expects of you after a certain time. For example, if I make the promise that I'm releasing a new episode every Tuesday, then I should be following through on that because I don't want to leave my listeners wondering, why doesn't Meg have a new episode this week, right? And also by being consistent with your content, 
you're kind of showing them that you really do care about what they expect and you also really care about the craft that you're putting in the work and you're not like slacking off and saying oh like I just don't feel like it I'm not going to do it this week so basically it's like a process of demonstrating that you care about your audience and also just having the perseverance and the grit to keep going and keep pumping out new content even if you don't think it's perfect yet and even if like you're too busy but still squeezing in the time to do so I think that is just a fundamental thing that has to come with any sort of success is to persevere, even when you don't feel like it. Like sometimes you have to separate your feelings from like what you have to do. Sometimes you have to do something. So you just got to like bite your teeth and just do it. Right. So I guess that's like one of the biggest things I learned. And I think at the beginning, I struggled with this a little bit when I was like, oh, I promise I'll do a new episode every Tuesday. And I didn't pre-record them. So I was kind of scrambling a lot of these weeks. I was like, oh gosh, like I need to record this and then need to edit it and put it together and release it. So it was really such a stra- such a scramble, but I didn't miss a single week because I cared more about the consistency and trying to basically show my audience that this is something that I truly care about. And I think that's definitely paid off, right? And then in terms of like the best part about podcasting, um, yeah, like I mentioned earlier in the conversation, it's definitely just seeing the impact that you can make on people. Like when people message you and tell you that they heard something that inspired them or something that they learned from or something that made them laugh. It's the most incredible feeling just knowing that some work you put out has been meaningful for people. And it's even more incredible when my podcast starts reaching people that I don't even know. Cause originally my entire audience was my friends, but now that it's grown to a point where I've reached so many countries across the world And there's people that I don't even know reaching out and saying that something I said in an episode or one of my guests has really inspired them. And that's just like a miracle to me that we have this technology and this network at our hands that we can basically inspire people from like across the world that we haven't even met yet. And so I think that's like the magic of of doing something that's online, like doing a podcast. So yeah, that's my answer. (laughs) Wow. Oh, yeah. You are absolutely right. I mean, like, for me, I think, like, uh, what you mentioned, uh, the word, I, I think the word grit is very important because, like, uh, it's so it's so easy to start a podcast, but it's so hard to actually, cons- like, uh, consistently post and, like, to actually um, ensure the quality of the, the work you did, like, for people who listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think... It is very important, and also uh, for me, I think, and the most challenging thing aside from grit is like um, sometimes we actually overthink a lot because, like, yeah. I don't know. For me, uh, I'm an overthinker, and uh, I care a lot about like others, like what other thing about me. So um, it's so hard for me to actually. Um, uh, post posting consistently because I want to ensure everything is fine before mm-hmm. I post it. Uh, so, but what I learned from podcasting is that is that uh, we as humans don't actually need to be perfect all the time. We can make like mistakes, and it's so fun to actually make mistakes because yeah. uh, like, I don't know. For me, I think like making mistakes is kind of like a process of learning. Yeah. Uh, and this is, I think this is actually the most challenging thing when making podcasts is not to overthink. Yes. Um, and also like 
you mentioned about like consistency is also important and I think another thing is important is uh, the process of editing your work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have the same feeling because like editing is like a fun process, but at the same time, uh, it is like a time-consuming process. It takes you a lot of energy to actually edit work. Yeah. <laughs> what's, this, I, what's your thought about this? I think the editing work um, the actual episodes is the most tedious part <laughs> I if there's anything that I could outsource then it would be editing but then at the same time I'm the one that has the vision about this podcast is like what, what it should sound like what the final product should be so I can't imagine outsourcing that so it's kind of like a conflict right like it's like it's not fun work but also it's like work that I kind of have to do <laughs> because I I'm picky with how it turns out so I totally understand what you're what you mean yeah the uh I think like uh aside from challenging thing there's also like enjoyable thing for me I think like I enjoy the the time when I talk with people and connect with people because like uh, I'm actually a talkative person and I like to connect with different people like it's actually uh, pretty amazing that I can connect with people who I don't know yeah. like you right yeah. like this I think podcasting actually bring me a lot of like different experience I would say and I pretty like I think this is pretty amazing experience this is actually like I would say like a miracle because like sometimes like even like for 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 podcast for podcaster ourselves like we post content and sometimes we actually received like some comments about your work yeah and I think I agree with you that it's actually a miracle because yeah. like we don't actually that person but that person actually spent their like say for like one hour time <laughs> to actually listen to your podcast. Yeah. I think this is actually amazing. Yeah. And also I enjoy the flexibility of making podcasts because uh I, I don't know, because it's actually kind of fun that we can actually schedule time to uh interview people, even like uh I interview Hong Kongers, but I also interview like people from other countries mm-hmm. and it's kind of fun like to actually schedule things and like managing things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have this feeling. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way. I think it's so fun because like when you first think about podcasting, you're like, oh, like you just record com- conversations and you put it out. But like you don't see like people don't see the background and you're do- we're doing so many other fun things. Like we're connecting with so many different people. We're getting so many different perspectives. We're learning how to basically create audio content, create video visual content, create like copywriting. So we're developing our creative skills, so learning how to do marketing and we're learning how to speak better. There's like countless different skills that we're getting at the same time. And at the same time, it's such a rewarding experience because like, um, it's almost like you're managing your own business, right? Like you've got all these different moving pieces going on. And once your podcast grows big enough, even start generating revenue like you can get sponsorships and then it actually kind of does become a business so this is such an incredible learning experience and I honestly feel like podcasting has taught me so much more than school school has and I mean (laughs) that's a bit savage but it's kind of true right like that those 
back again to saying that learning through doing things is the best way to learn. And also, yeah, like it's incredible that you and I are having this conversation because you're all the way in, you're all the way in Hong Kong and I'm here in Vancouver and we're like, we're 15 hours difference, right? Like right now it's like afternoon for you, right? Or morning, right? Yes. It's your morning. And for me, it's like 9.30 p.m., right? So <laughs> that's like kind of like a miracle that we're having this conversation that like transcends our time zones, yet we're sharing this conversation together. And yeah, it's just it's just total miracle. <laughs> yeah. So I think like podcast is like something that you can't miss because like this is such a rewarding experience as you mentioned. Yeah. So uh, I think like the audience would like actually know like want to know like how you actually start your podcast like how to make things like how to make a dope intro like mm. how to actually like uh, uh, distribute your content to different uh, streaming sites mm. these kind of things. Yeah, for sure. Well. Let's start off with how to create um, your first episode because <laughs> I think that's the most challenging part, yeah. right? Um, there's a lot of ways you can. Um, I see that you record on Anchor, but I actually record on this free program. It's called Audacity. And so I record and edit in this free software and it's... And yeah, testing as well. So I ordered a microphone from Amazon just to make my audio quality sound a little bit better. And... What kind of microphone? Um, it's like one of those ones that you, it's like a USB mic. So you plug it into the computer and then it like stands up and then, yeah, it just like takes in this audio really, really well. <laughs> so yeah. Do you have like a recommendation? Like what, what brand? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, it's called the Alvo X-Con microphone, A700 condenser microphone. And yeah, I think if you just search like a uh, microphone or microphone for podcasting on Amazon or anywhere, you'll find a lot of options. So when I made that purchase, that was my first step, right? So after I made that purchase, I was like, okay, I'm committed. But you definitely don't need a microphone to podcast. Like I have friends who podcast exactly. yeah, with their, with their speakers or with their, you know, AirPods and stuff. So again, it's not about perfection. It's all about starting. But yeah, so I got a microphone. And then I think the most important part before you start is to know the purpose of your podcast. Like, what is your podcast about? Um, what's the format going to be? What is the value that you're going to give to your listeners? And why would people listen to you? What makes your podcast different from other podcasts that exist, right? And how do you brand your podcast? Like, what is your podcast title? How about your podcast art? Are you going to make a podcast intro? All of that takes a lot of skill and a lot of thinking to be able to uh, create. And I think I actually spent a, such a long time trying to come up with a good name for my podcast. I had like 20 or like, I think 50 different name ideas. And I asked so many people for feedback and just trying to nail down the perfect name. But again, this is stuff that happens in the background that like people on the outside, they don't see how much effort goes into it, but it takes so much work, yes. right? I see, I'm sure it's like so much for work. you too, right? Like coming up with your podcast name and everything so much work <laughs> but yeah the first part always the most important part too is to nail down your vision your brand your name everything all of that your vision your brand your name and what your value is because that's basically like the pillars of your podcast like the whole success of your podcast is gonna on what your brand perception is and what the value is that you provide so make sure to spend a lot of time on that before you 
just jump in and start recording, right? And then after you have that, how do you come up with a name? How do you come up with a name? Yes. Um. Yeah, I think the name. The best thing is like to try to make it catchy, like make it memorable, and make it like resonating. Make it something that people want to click on, something that makes people curious, something that makes people intrigued, right? But also something that is very relevant to what you will be talking about. So I really like your podcast name because yours is passionately curious, and that makes me very curious, <laughs> right? Because I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, what is this about? And you know, your podcast name it makes me feel emotions, like passion and curiosity are strong emotions. So obviously, I'm gonna check out your podcast. And mine, um, I also did it kind of based off my personal emotions. So it's called I'm in my 20s because when I turned 22 earlier this year. I was like, oh, what? I'm 22 already? And that was something that I actually kind of said to myself and said to my friends a lot. So it's kind of like a direct quote from our everyday life. <laughs> like, I'm in my 20s. Yeah. It's crazy, right? And so I'm taking this emotion and turning it into the podcast name. And so that's kind of how you come up with it. And yeah, don't make it too long. Um, make it memorable. Make it snappy. But also make, make it um, relevant to your, to your um, theme. And don't use huge words. Like, don't make it like, you know, some word that people don't understand, right? <laughs> Always try to yeah. uh, who your audience is. Like, who do you want the listener demographic to be? And what would capture their attention? I think that's something that's so important as a, as a marketing student is that when you're creating things, you really have to understand the people that you're creating it for, like who you're marketing it to and who you want listening to your podcast and try to step into their shoes and try to understand what kind of intro would they like? What kind of conversation would they like? What name would they like? What kind of graphics would capture their attention? Uh, what kind of Instagram captions would they like? And for me personally, it was very easy because my demographic is basically like people just like me. <laughs> so it's really easy to be in that, um, in that perspective of trying to figure out, oh, what would I like? What would my friends like? And so yeah, that's kind of how you come up with it. And again, like, yeah, always ask for feedback. Ask your friends for feedback. Uh, see what they think of your ideas, right? And try to, you can, you can do like trial and error. Come up with a few and uh, experiment, you know? So yeah. <laughs> Was there anything else that you wanted me to add? Yeah, I like to make a dope intro, actually. Oh, yeah. That's a big one, actually. Um, At the beginning, I actually didn't have an intro <laughs> when I first launched. I like your intro. <laughs> Thank you. Like the thing <laughs> yeah like when i first released my first few episodes i didn't have an introduction because i didn't have any idea like that podcast needed intros right it was just like oh uh welcome to the podcast today we're talking about this but then with experience it's not engaging and people aren't listening to your episode so after a while i was listening to other podcasts and then i realized that one thing was these successful podcasts all had really good introductions that are snappy and that when you listen to it, you already know what the podcast is about and you're intrigued and you want to listen more. And so, and I, intro and uh, short, don't make it like a whole minute long of like, because that's way too long. Try to make it short and snappy and get it straight to the point. Maybe try to show your personality a little bit, but definitely just, something that captures the essence of what your podcast is about. And then for me, the way I structure it is I begin every episode with a little intro kind of like jingle. 
that I put at the beginning of every single episode that's like, oh, like you're listening to I'm in my 20s, the podcast for driven 20 somethings trying to make the best of this decade with my podcast music. And then after that, I would put an excerpt of the conversation of the podcast that was outstanding, something that my guest said or something that I said and put it at the beginning kind of as a hook. And then after the excerpt, it would go into me giving a proper introduction of actual podcast conversation. So I would greet my guests or no, I would greet my listeners and then I would give them a little introduction to what content is covered in the episode. It's kind of like if you're reading a book, you kind of start off by skimming the table of contents, right? And so when you're giving your listeners that introduction, you're basically giving them an audio table of contents, but obviously not super, super detailed, but just like a basic summary. Like, oh, we're talking about conscious consumerism, minimalism, activism, and how to take care of yourself. Very, very short and snappy. And then after, and also like demonstrate the value. Be like, I would be like, oh, like if you're thinking about starting your own business, this is a great episode to listen to because this CEO will give you a lot of great insights. So something that really captures their attention and gives them a reason, a reason to listen. And so that would be my introduction. And after that, it would go straight into the. So that's I think that is a structure for intro. Obviously, a lot of different podcasts, depending on the purpose, have different structures. So like I would listen to like Asian Boss Girl, for example. Like I don't know if you know that one, but it's like very, very popular podcast in America about like from these people who are basically Asian Americans, uh, women who are basically killing it, right? And they don't really have an intro where they have a hook. They kind of just go straight into the conversation and that's okay. I think it's always about figure out what would work well for your podcast and your listeners. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually liked your hook. Like, uh, I, I actually observed your podcast for a while. Like I, I realized that you often have the hook, like that's draw the audience attention. I think this is actually a pretty interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, I may consider doing that in the future. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, I wonder if music is the key, mm. like your podcast music, mm. like how you actually make the music. You make the music yourself or like you choose it from YouTube? <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, I'm not really musically talented. <laughs> so I actually bought the music because like if you choose random songs, sometimes you get copyright issues. And so you have to actually get music that's royalty free so you don't get sued. <laughs> so I actually went on a website. Um, I think it's called Audio Jungle, like audiojungle.com. And that's where I found the music and I just purchased it. And basically, I, I basically have it royalty free, royalty free for the rest of my life. So I just uh, did that. Oh, so how, how you choose the music? Like you choose it randomly or like there's... Um, I think the music is criteria. Yeah, the music I think is a great way to show the mood of your podcast through through audio. I mean, obviously, like through music, through instrumental, right? Like, for example, if you have like a scary podcast, like your podcast about telling scary stories, obviously you're not gonna put like happy like da 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 da, right? Because it's not going to make sense. So right. You're going to choose right. music that matches the mood. I think that's the key. That matches the mood of your podcast. So for me, uh, my podcast is, I, I would like to hope it's pretty high energy. It's pretty uh, motivational. Um, it's about telling personal stories as well. Um, sharing perspectives and insights. 
And so I want the music to be somewhat uplifting, uh, but also very fun. And so that's why I chose my current music, which is kind of the, it's kind of like a mix between like hip hop, like kind of upbeat hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like my intro yeah. and that's how I chose it. So, yeah. Yeah, aside from music, uh, I also curious about like like how you actually structure your podcast, like how you come up with content mm. and how you actually find the guests. Yeah, for sure. So in terms of finding the for the content itself, that's a really, really fun thing because sometimes you get inspiration out of nowhere. Like I'll be like doing something in my everyday life and then suddenly I'll think of something. I'll be like, hey, this is a great podcast episode idea. I think the best way to find inspiration is actually in your everyday conversations. Like when I'm talking to my friends, if a topic comes up very often, it's like, hey, might as well make this into a podcast idea. Or I'm on Instagram and then you find some posts and it really resonates with you and you have all these ideas about it. You can make it into a podcast episode. So, or you're watching a TV show or you're talking to your parents or you're reading a book or something comes up in class, right? So I think the key is to just be open-minded to your surroundings and all the information around you everything can be a source of inspiration. Like anything can be a source of inspiration. So that's kind of how I've been going about it. I don't have a set like structured way with content. It's totally just random, like out of the blue, it'll just come up. Either that, or I would look into my network and see um, who are the people that I know, um, who are like my friends and people that I look up to and what do they specialize in and what can they talk about? Like for example, the one about like, being an actor, which is episode 18. Um, he's actually my high school friend, uh, Darius. And it's not like I had inspiration from somewhere and I was like, oh, maybe I should talk about acting. No, I actually approached him first. So I was like, you know, Darius is a very cool guy. Like he has done some very, very unconventional things. And I think it'd be cool to share his story. So sometimes it starts with the idea of the topic and it starts with the guest. So it can come from all directions. And so, yeah, I don't actually have a set answer to this because for me, it's just so random. <laughs> I hope that answers the question, though. Yeah, for me, uh, I usually come up with ideas by, like, when I when I sleep, I would think, like, for a while about, like, ah, what should I do next week? Like, what content should I actually produce mm-hmm. next, next week? Uh, and and. Actually, like find some uh, similarity uh, from you, like yeah. like you mentioned, like uh, we should uh, look from like different people, like m- maybe friends or like your um maybe like an Instagram post. And yeah, I think like these kind of things can actually like I'll say bring you to a place that like oh actually I know what to produce next week and uh, actually will make you think about what you want to do in the future. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like the audience may like be interested, like how you actually um, structure your podcast. Like, do you have like a specific structure mm-hmm. like that you can share with us? Yeah. Well, I think for the actual conversations, it depends a lot on the topic and as well as the guest that you're different the in different buckets. One, sometimes I have podcast episodes where I don't have a guest and it's just me speaking. And for those ones, I would actually structure it uh, not with a script, but I would actually just write down bullet points. 
of different points that I want to cover. And then I would just start talking to make sure to, that I just hit all the bullet points. And so that's how I structure my solo episodes. Um, for my guest ones, either I have a guest who's a really close friend that I'm very casual with. If it's a close friend, then we don't really go in with a script. We kind of just start talking about the topic and it just automatically just comes out and it flows. And obviously we try to stay on topic. Sometimes it doesn't go on topic and I just have to bring it back. But those ones are usually unscripted. And the last structure that um, I use is like if I'm interviewing someone who I don't actually know very well that like, for example, I interviewed like the CEO of like a Vancouver startup recently. And I can't just go in with him and start joking around like a friend, right? <laughs> so for people like that, I would actually prepare my questions beforehand, send him the questions, let him know that I'll be asking these things. Throughout the episode, I wouldn't stick to these questions like very, very strictly. Like if he says something interesting, ask him more about that, or we could skip a question if it's redundant. But generally, I would have more structure into those episodes. So those are the three different structures I do. But in terms of the actual like timeline, of the podcast conversations usually i'd start off with a little bit of warm-up obviously like oh like give an introduction to my guests like who are they and like how do we kind of know each other why are we talking and what are we talking about today just to kind of warm up the audience a little bit to get familiar with um the guests and stuff and then after that it's usually starts off more general as well like i'd be like what are you doing right now like what are your main projects what are you up to and then after we have all the context pieces nailed down, usually the conversation gets deeper where we'll go more into like insights, like, oh, like this experience for you is so interesting. Can you talk more about what you learned here? Or we'll kind of de debate like deeper things, like how do you find your passion? Or what was the biggest piece of inspiration that came from you through all these years? So I think like in terms of the conversation flow, it starts off being more higher level, more surface questions, just to get the context. And over time, after the contest is, context is established, then I'll start going into deeper questions and digging deeper into topics that are more interesting and that I think my listeners would gain value from. And so that's kind of how I structure my episodes. Yeah, this is also why I like podcasting is because like, I like to talk deep things. Yeah. I don't know if you... I feel the same Definitely. like I like to talk like deep things like uh what like what is your value like what what is like um I, I want to know more about the person and know know more about what they think yeah. about certain topics Definitely. yeah this is yeah I think this is actually uh an interesting thing um so uh, aside from that do you like do you think we should actually buy like professional uh, equipment uh, in order to produce a good podcast um to start off no you don't need professional equipment um but i'd say like by the time you grow into like a really big podcast which like i haven't grown to that extent yet but once you grow to a big extent, I think it's good to invest in that because you might as well, right? Like it's a small investment for a huge outcome. If you have so many listeners, you might as well just get some better audio, right? <laughs> so that all comes down to uh, your goal, what your listeners want. Yeah, for me, uh, honestly, I, I don't actually have a mic. I use actually Bluetooth to oh. uh, do the podcast. Yeah. And I, I, I literally installed the apps called Anchor yeah. and start my podcast, literally. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, yeah, 
I think this is the cheapest way to actually start your podcast. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, your first step is like, don't need to like think too much. Just start your podcast. I think this is the most important thing. Yeah, that's so well said. And honestly, it's like no barrier, right? Because Anchor is actually free. Like you don't have to pay for Anchor. (laughs) It's completely free and it'll distribute your podcast to like every single listening platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, TuneIn, um, Google Play, a Google Podcast, and it's all free. And so it's just amazing how much we have at our fingertips nowadays with the internet. And so just like, you know, leverage it and just make the best of it. Yeah, I think in this day and age, I think like everyone can be a podcaster yeah. if you want. Definitely. Yeah. And the next step is like how we actually grow our podcast audience, right? Like I know like you have tons of followers in your like podcast and like how you actually grow your podcast audience. I'm curious. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there's a lot that goes on behind growing an Instagram account. Um, I'll talk about three key components. So the first one and definitely the most important one is to create valuable content. Because if you have an account and you're just posting random stuff, then the audience, like no one's going to want to follow because they don't know what to expect. They don't know what value you're providing. They don't want to see you on, <laughs> on their feed if you're not creating valuable content. And so create valuable content is the biggest thing. Don't just use your podcast Instagram as a place to market your podcast because yes, it is a good way to market your podcast. But it's not all about taking, right? It's about giving as well. So you got to give valuable content. So for my Instagram, not only do I post announcement for my episodes, but I also try to create digestible content that kind of summarizes key ideas from my episodes or some other important that 20-somethings would find useful. And generally, those posts have performed very, very well. Some of them have a lot of shares because it's valuable content. And I think that's the most like important piece of all for any kind of like content creator is that you have to think about creating value. Like don't just think about growing it yet, growing your own follower account. You have to think about what do people want to see and create value. And also just don't focus too much on the numbers, right? Like it doesn't matter if you have like 100 followers or 2000 followers, just like create good content and create good value. And I think that the true followers will come. Like it's, also good to like get followers that are actually like you know engaged in your like 2,000 followers but only like 10 people actually look at your content then what's the point so try to target the same audience with your Instagram posts as you are with your podcast episodes right and another piece is to actually just engage with other accounts I found is really great for growing your content and your account I engage a lot with other podcast pages that I find are like similar to mine or we're targeting similar demographics and we kind of support each other, help each other out. And sometimes we do uh, sorry, collaborations and obviously that reaches the wider audience. So engagement is a big one and not just engaging with other like similar accounts, but also with your audience. So every time one of my listeners or friends comments on my post or sends me a message, I always reply. I always like, give them a reply and take the time to like say thank you because engaging with your audience like it takes such little time but it's just so important because again it shows your care about them and that you're taking the time through this account to engage with them and provide value so definitely like engage with your audience right and engage with other people 
And I think the third thing is to approach it with a little bit of strategy because you can create good content and you can engage with the audience but not see the numbers come in because you don't have a strategy. So strategy, for example, is to post consistently. I think the Instagram algorithm favors it when you actually post content, mm -hmm. not just posting consistently every single week. It shows that your audience that you're here to commit to this, but it also shows Instagram that you're an account that is providing value and you're serious about this as well. And also little things like hashtag strategy. Use relevant hashtags so that people searching through the Instagram hashtag can actually find your content and like find you. And other strategies, like you don't have to just do posts, you can do Instagram stories. So Instagram stories is one of the biggest things that I do as well. I try to create very valuable stories that share ideas, that share my latest posts and add a little more insights through text. Always try to make them aesthetically pleasing so that people like looking at them and always thinking about what do my audience like to see. And Instagram stories is such a great way to engage with your audience as well. You can create polls on your Instagram story. You can put to respond to questions and then you can share their responses later. So there's just like a whole like plethora of tools on Instagram that you can leverage to grow your account. Like not just to engage with them, but also to like grow a hashtag strategy and like all this stuff. There's just so much to learn. And um, I definitely learned a lot of it, a, a lot of this for the past few months of growing this account. Like at first I was just creating content that I thought looked good and was aesthetic for my feed. But to be completely honest, people care a lot less about how your feed looks and they care more about the actual content that you're putting out and showing up on their, on their uh, homepage, right? So these are just things that you learn as you go. But I think those would be uh, my key tips for growing your Instagram. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I also, I, I'm curious about like another thing as well. It's about like the vibe you create in your podcast. Because like, uh, actually I've observed your podcast for a while and I, I think like the most uh, interesting thing that attracted me to like listen to your podcast is like the podcast. Uh, positivity you produce in the podcast like uh very strange because like uh for example like if you are like a really positive person and you smile in your podcast yeah. the audience will actually know like <laughs> the vibe in the podcast and they will actually want to stay and listen to the entire podcast like yeah um i think it's also very important the power of smiling yeah <laughs> Thank you so much for saying that. It actually made me smile a lot. That makes me really happy because that vibe that I want to put out to my listeners, I want it to be like a happy and positive place. So yeah, I'm really happy that you brought that up. And I think it's so true that like the mood that you're in, that, that you try to like the energy that you put out while you're recording, it actually really does show up for your listeners because we can detect things through your voices, through your tones yeah. and everything. So if you're really passionate about something, they can hear it. If you're not passionate about something, they can tell. If you're not taking it seriously, they can tell. <laughs> and so, yeah, just like, you know, do something that you're passionate about. And I think that when you love it, then it's really going to show up for your audience as well. Like, they'll notice, right? Yeah. As, a, as an audience myself, like, I found that, like, sometimes I'll listen to, like, different podcasts uh, uh, in the morning. And I found that, like, for example, like, someone laughed in the podcast will make me, like... <laughs> Or, or someone actually like make a joke and the podcast will actually like make my day. I mean, like uh, truly, I think like uh, I will be more happy like when I listen to like people smile in the podcast yeah. and I actually know that 
I I notice what's happened in the podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. so amazing. Yeah, and that's so true because like these emotions are so contagious, <laughs> even strangers sometimes, yeah. right? Like these funny jokes. <laughs> because I remember actually um last summer when I was working my accounting job. I was actually I didn't like accounting, <laughs> and I was not having a good day at my work every day, <laughs> right? But I would play as an auditor, right? Yeah, as an auditor, um, it's just like really boring. <laughs> so I would listen to podcasts while I was doing my accounting, and I don't know if you like heard of this podcast or if it's appropriate, but um, there's this really really popular podcast uh from America. It's called My Dad Wrote a Porno, <laughs> but it's. Oh. <laughs> it sounds really inappropriate. I'll check it out. Yeah, it sounds really inappropriate, but it's actually like pure comedy. It's pure comedy, and I would listen to that during my audit work, and I would just be laughing at my desk because it's so funny, and so it's amazing that podcast can bring so much joy. <laughs> so yeah. Wow, I- I'm curious. Like, the the company actually allow you to listen to podcasts during your work? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Vancouver work culture. I don't know how different it is in Hong Kong, but it's actually pretty chill. I mean, the big four firm. Yeah, I mean, it was. I was at Deloitte. Um, yeah, really? and you know, as long as you're doing your work, it's fine. You know, I have my phone out sometimes. Like, you just got to finish your work. That's it. They don't care. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's kind of chill. Yeah. Do you work in, are you working right now in accounting? No, I, I'm actually a, a, like an accountant finance student in Australia. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, but like studying Hong, Hong Kong right now. Oh, okay. That's really cool. Situation. Mm, I see, I see. Yeah, uh, that's why uh, I, I, I feel actually because like both of us like study accounting before. Yeah. <laughs> You don't really like love it either, do you? <laughs> yeah, I, I I like accounting and like sometimes I like finance. Yeah. Because like uh I think like analyzing thing is actually kind of uh interesting sometimes. Yeah. Like, but sometimes it's hard. But like after you like go through all the like hurdles and you will be fine. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It takes a lot of grit to be able to uh I think succeed in a profession like that where the work is not exactly enjoyable <laughs> i think i think marketing is actually fun yeah, uh, yeah. i enjoy marketing as well. yeah yeah definitely <laughs> so as a podcaster yourself like what are your long-term and short-term goals yeah well for my short-term goals uh definitely just keep going at it i definitely love this process so much it's it's just so much fun it's the best passion project I've ever started. And I'll be committing to this for a long, long time, for the long run, for years, maybe like my, for 10 years, I don't know, we'll see, right? Uh, But short-term goals for now, um, while I'm finishing up season two soon, I've got six episodes left in season two, and then I'll start planning for season three and wrapping that up. And for long-term, I definitely want to grow this into something huge. Um, I'm not placing any limits on how much it could grow, Obviously, I'm hoping that it could grow as big as it possibly can. Um, but that's something that you don't really know. Like, there's a lot of uncertainty with this. You don't know how much these things are going to grow. You don't really have much control over how many people your podcast reach sometimes. So I'm just hoping. And I'll just keep putting in my work and my passion into this and just seeing where it takes me. Wow. 
Yeah. Seems like a really, you have like high aspiration. I, I would say. I do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for me, I don't actually know like what will happen next, but like I just do my thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hope for the best and plan for the worst. Yeah. I'll say. Yeah, sometimes that's the best we can do, right? Uh, just keep doing our thing and just seeing what happens. Like, just go with the flow. Like sometimes when we uh, plan too hard or we uh, place too many expectations on ourselves, it actually backfires because you get disappointed, or you get caught up in not reaching a certain goal. But uh, honestly, you just gotta like trust the process and just as long as you're approaching things with uh, passion and with like uh, you know with intention and stuff, then you never really get disappointed because you love the process and. Wherever it takes you, uh, you'll probably be happy with it. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, my philosophy towards that. Yeah, I agree with your backlash point. Like, uh, I think like if we put too much like expectation on ourselves, I think like it will actually harm our mental health. Yeah, <laughs> because like mm, I think uh, for us right now is like we should afford to become an overthinker. And try to do our best. Yes. And I think good things will come when you try your best. Definitely, I love that. It comes from within. It comes from things that you can control. And like trying your best is something that is within your control, right? So as long as you're doing your best and you know you're enjoying it, that's that's all that. What the external validation is, you just gotta keep working at it and trust the process. Yeah, and even if like we we face some difficult situation, but we actually can think from a different perspective, right? Like, like uh, for a difficult task, we can actually learn something, and mm. the the process of learning is actually enjoyable. Yeah, and just trying to become an like optimistic person and like deal with things with like an optimistic mindset. Yes, I absolutely love that. <laughs> I think your approach to that is. Like absolutely perfect. I think everyone should approach uh, learning with like that because every single experience, even if you encounter failures, even if you don't reach your goals, you're always getting something out of it. And the something is always like you know you learn something new, you learn something new about yourself, you learn a new skill. There's always, I think there's always a silver lining to everything, and so that's a great approach to it. I agree. Yeah. And I think like this is what I learned, and um, because like uh, I'm also a debater, uh, I think this is also what I've learned from debating is like see things from different perspective, and you'll find the world as like a much better place. I'll say. Yeah, that's lovely. I love that. <laughs> Meg, do you have any other suggestion for people who want to actually start their podcast from scratch? Uh, yeah. I mean. I mentioned this already, but I would say just like don't worry about perfection. Just try to just get started. You know, just take the leap. Just get started, and it'll just come. Like <laughs> the learning will come. You'll learn how to become a better podcaster. You'll learn how to become a better marketer. All these skills will come with uh, experience of doing. I think uh, one of the best things that I approach life with is that I learn by doing things, not just by reading things. As much as you listen, as you listen to my advice. Nothing can be more valuable to you than actually doing it yourself, because that's where all your learning will come from. And so, um, I would say just go for it. Okay, uh, I think like going for it is is easy to say, but hard to do. But like um, sometimes we just need the motivation to 
go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I think this is actually the end of our interview. Thank you for coming, Meg. Conversation with me, Michael. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Hey guys, thank you for listening. If you have any question, please feel free to email me at passionatelycurious.michael@gmail.com. I wish you guys all the best. Stay healthy, stay safe. This is your host Michael Chim, and I'm passionately curious.